that's a good one too, right? We've been talking this morning about songs that kind of make you feel like speeding when you're in your car. So the songs that we've been playing this morning are that. We had L.A. Woman earlier. That was a great one by The Doors. What's yours? Now you can email me, simi at cknw.com. You can also call or text our buzz line, 604-331-2899. But I love it. I love the fact that Brian wrote me to say the song that makes me speed is Walking on Sunshine. <laughs> okay, Walking on Sunshine. I get it. Now, you said Martha and the Muffins, but I thought that was Katrina and the Waves. So, yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking on that one, too. But I get it. It's a very upbeat song. Makes you want to go a little fast. Lots of people saying, I Can't Drive 55 by Sammy Hagar. Also, great choice there. So thank you very much. Keep them coming. Now, the provincial government is providing $30 million to festivals, fairs, and live events this year. They announced that yesterday. These are one-time grants to help get these events back on their feet following pandemic challenges. So does that mean that some popular events, which were pretty much canceled, might actually go ahead? Well, you know where we're going to start with this, right? We're going to start with the Vancouver Folk Festival. So joining us now is Mark Zieberbuehler, who's the president of the Board of Directors for the Folk Fest. Thank you so much for being back with us. Thank you for inviting me on the show. Well, this sounds like it was really good news. You must be pretty happy. You betcha. It was a great surprise, and uh, I must say that everyone at the board and everyone involved with the festival was just very extremely pleased by the announcement yesterday. It was fantastic news. Okay, so then, Mark, the big question is, will there be able to be a folk festival this year? Well, I I can't say definitively, but what I can say is that we are working and meeting. We actually met last night to discuss this, and we're working throughout the weekend, and hopefully we'll have an announcement very soon to make about that. We're just trying to see if we can pull everything together to make this happen. This was a a very welcome gift, and we're very appreciative of it, and uh, hopefully this will help us uh, put on a festival for this year. All right, so Mark, I'm going to say I expect you to come back on the show and tell us what the decision is. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Uh, No problem on that. (laughs) Okay, good. Now, tell me about what it's been like for you the last few weeks, because when we first had you on, it was not a good thing, right, to talk about how this was probably the end of the Vancouver Folk Festival, but what happened after that? Well, um, yeah, I think that's a great question, and uh, it's been a very interesting month. That's what I can say for certainty. Um, What really became apparent quickly uh, was just the outpouring of very enthusiastic support from the community, but from, you know, from uh, long-term festival goers, from people that are just slightly attached to the festival, and also governments, uh, you know, civic governments, uh, provincial governments, Everybody really wanting to see, is this really possible to um, make this festival happen? And that really helped change our mindset in terms of the board, in terms of, well, maybe there is some hope here. And um, we started to discuss what are potential possibilities. And, and we've been working towards that ever since. And this announcement yesterday uh, really helped uh, kickstart it to another level, I think because we can see some actual hope now that this could potentially. We've also started to initiate some fundraising initiatives um, at at the festival as well to help us get over that hump and help us work towards putting on something for this summer. So is there hope then for the long-term viability of this event? Like, is that the goal here is to make sure that this festival can survive for, for years? Well, that would be the long-term goal. And obviously what we would need to do, I mean, Step number one is if we're going to go ahead with a festival this year, that would be our priority for the next few months. But after that, we would need to look at some long-term strategy as how that we 
how to ensure the financial sustainability of the organization. We're reaching out to other festivals across the country. Um, we're developing an advisory group of, of those festivals just to sort of help us and advise us and see what's the best path forward for us. And as I mentioned earlier, it, it all ties into those fundraising initiatives that we're starting with and to see if we can help uh, sustain that uh, uh, sort of revenue stream, for lack of a better term. Right. Now, Mark, it does sound like, though, that all festivals seem to be going through this. Do you think this industry is just going through a time of change? I, I think that's part of it. Um, you know, and, and also, as I mentioned earlier, when we came out with the original announcement, you know, the, the environment really changed in terms of the cost in putting these festivals on. Um, and, and it's not just Canadian festivals, it's American festivals too. They're all experiencing the same issues. So it's really up to us. And, and for everyone that does support these festivals, what can we do to make things differently? We may have to do it differently in the future. I don't know. The, I can't say the answer to that right now, but we just have to keep an open mind and make sure that we all work together, everyone in the community, to make sure that these events can continue in the future. So is there, have you been surprised at all kind of by the outpouring of support? Because it certainly seemed that way, right, after you initially came out. Yes, uh, I was very pleasantly surprised by the outpouring of support and how, for lack of a better term, intense it was. It was but it was a good intensity. It's like people really care about these types of events and, and they care about the Vancouver Folk Music Festival. So to, you know, let's see what we can do to actually make that happen and, and make sure that it can be, uh, put on into the future. The clock is kind of ticking on this, though, isn't it, Mark? Like, how soon does a decision really definitively have to be made? I, I would say within the next couple of weeks, to be honest, uh, and that gives a very short runway in terms of, of putting together a festival. Um, but, I, you know, in talking to people, I, everybody feels it's possible, if, you know, if we keep it within reason, um, to put something together. Um, you know, and that's what we're really working hard on right now. And do you have lots more volunteers? Have people come forward to say, listen, I want to get involved? Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, as I said earlier, the, the enthusiastic response from the community when the news first came out, uh, everybody wants to help in some way or fashion. And, and, and so that, that's really rewarding to see that kind of, of support. All right, well, I keep my fingers crossed, crossed, and hopefully we'll hear from you soon about whether or not this is going to happen. Well, I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to take that as a very positive thing then. All right, Mark, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. That's Mark Zuberbuehler, who's the president of the board of directors for the Vancouver Folk Music Festival. They met last night to talk about this new funding from the provincial government, $30 million for festivals, fairs, and live events in the province. as a one-time grant that is available to them, uh, essentially ease them through some of this post-pandemic difficulty that a lot of these events seem to be having. So does that mean that an event like the Folk Fest will go on? Well, I'm, I'm sounding pretty hopeful on that one. I think it will. Uh, They're just ironing out the details now. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.